Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, it's day is 2019. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're the dust, mate. Oh, he's a it way. Welcome to the Holly and Josh show. We're back in 2019. It's our first show of the year. This week, we're going to be talking about uh, the UK music sales of last year, yeah. um, which are some great figures coming through and some predictions for the music industry in 2019, as well as some music from Dystopian Sound Collective, Bessie Turner, and Girls of the Internet. But first, but first. But first. As always. Here comes Holly. <laughs> <laughs> but first, through the door, he's like, well, this is how you went to a room, right? <laughs> I just like moonwalk for every door. That's how I, that's how I roll. <laughs> Was doing a moon. Yeah. Yeah. Literal moony walk. Oh. Do it. You've made it. Okay, cool. That's how I'm going to leave this room. You, <laughs> you watch. You guys watch. You, on the guys from the Indian radio. takeaway will be walking around the corner with all their <laughs> onions going, oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah, we, 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 we do the show next to an Indian takeaway just, just for that reason. Yeah, yeah just for that. Anyway, what was the question uh, <laughs> who am i <laughs> uh, it's good to see you man it's I good mean, to see you i too. have seen you a bit over christmas but we, we we haven't had our monday catch-ups no it's... so what's what's your december been like oh sir? it's been hell really <laughs> yeah it. you were you were a bit poorly as well weren't you yeah well that's just the thing i worked myself to the bone before christmas mm. and then was like i'm looking forward to having some time off after christmas yeah and i was just i've been so unwell i, yeah. I just worked out I, it's I've been ill for at least two weeks now. Bless you. It's not been good. And it's, I think it's partially because I've just, as we were talking about at the beginning of December, is I do have a tendency to overwork myself. And I'm like, mm. yeah, I'm going to get better at that. Yeah. And then December it's a gradual happens. thing. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm certainly going to be being yeah. definitely Well, you did a great job at the Hoppy and the Hopeful show that we had over the weekend. We had a private party at Ipswich Rugby Club. Yeah, we were I playing bass and doing the PA. You did great. No, thank you very much. Yeah, I was really happy with how the PA sounded. We um, Three-fifths of the band were ill. Yes. And me and Dan, the drummer, were just like, wait! <laughs> <laughs> Hoppy and the Hopefully we won't die before the end of the set. Hoppy and the, and the, the Lurgies. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Hoppy and the Chokefalls. <laughs> mm. Anyway. <laughs> Carry on. Um, so yeah, yeah. No, I really I like the the way we set up the way you uh, had it in term. You suggested having both subs on one side. Mm. Um, that's a, that's a James Hicks special. That one. Yeah, he, we first did that when we were doing it with the RCF stuff. Uh, that him he and Steve Hicks would loan out with uh, Cult Cafe, mm. and uh, and we tried it with my EV system, which now you have the same one. I think you have bigger subs than mine. You have I the 18s, some... I've got 15s. Are they 15s? Yes. Oh, fair enough. So, yeah, it, was, um, it worked really, really well, I think. I was really happy with them. Um, yeah, they I picked those up. They did their first gig on the 15th, um, and they've just absolutely sailed for every gig that we needed mm. to. Um, Which ones since. haven't we caught up on your gigs over the over December? Right, of course. So we talked about all the gigs uh, for the annual roundup. Yes. Um, for people who like annual. Um, yes. We did a, a, a round up towards the end of the year, and yes. it was it was really great. Uh, so yeah, we had. You could check that out on our YouTube page. If yeah, you we filmed seen it. that one. Yeah, we yeah. filmed it so you can watch. Actually, you can see what we look like. You can see what we look yes. like when we're not really all yeah. there because Christmas. And Funnily enough, I'm the tall one. I mean, some of you guys listening in might think he's a, he's a short one, isn't he? <laughs> he sounds he short. Sounds like he's got a complex. <laughs> but um, no, I'm the tall one. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was great, and um, thank you, uh, public thank you to Rainer for doing the video edit on that exactly. ever so quickly. Yeah, really did, really did, just went for it. Uh, we had Rob Lewis from Colorblind Hedgehogs, yep. as well as Tom McCarthy from Aaron Buchanan and the Cult Classics, and the Bootyard Bandits, oh, yes. and David Brown of the Rock Project, yep. and uh, thank you Rainer from the East Town Pirates and the Lockabillies. Yes, so that was good. So uh, after that we had, so to catch you up on the gigs I've done so far, we did New Year's Eve. Uh, we also... The Golf Hotel, wasn't it? Yes. Well, it's we... not actually a hotel. But it's no. still cool to go to hotel. It was a shame because I could have just Slept. gone yeah, as soon as we finished, just yeah. gone to bed. But um, it was a great gig. That um, it's cool under a table. You'd be fine. Yeah, I I, I have Probably done that happened. before. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely have. Somebody will find me. Slept in a pub overnight <laughs> and then locked up and let me left me there. Not a not not untrue. I hope you're proud of yourself. I'm a little bit Good. very proud of myself. <laughs> a bit yeah, very. yeah. Good. Um, so yeah, that was uh, that was a great gig. Um, I struggled my way through that one, being mm -hmm. quite ill, but mm -hmm. we were so happy to have Elliot back because Good. for He's those who have been following the everything that's gone on, we've been singerless for three gigs, and we it was 
flu attack. Stress. Yeah, yeah. So Elliot was really ill. We had uh, three different depths in. Now, oh, the other gig that we didn't talk, or haven't, that hadn't happened when we did our annual roundup was the gig with Rob Lewis on yeah. vocals, uh, which is great because Rainer came along to that. Dave came along to show their support. And it was great fun. Um, Rob did really well. It was kind of nice to have a male vocals uh, uh, depping in. Yeah. Um, so he was singing in similar sort of... he's got a hell of a range. He it? has got a brilliant range, yeah. So he was um, singing in the same kind of way that we expect from Elliot. Yeah. Um, and he was doing some different takes on the songs and stuff like that, which is really cool. Uh, and people really, people really took to him really well. And yeah. that's it, yeah. Did he shimmy? Oh, yeah, he shimmied. Rainer made a point that you could tell which songs that he really knew because he took the mic off the stand. Right. Like he had the mic on the stand and he was holding it, it was looking cool and he yeah. really threw in some shapes. What about the ones he didn't like? <laughs> but, oh no, I don't think, I mean the song, I don't think we'd played too many songs that he wasn't a fan of. Good. We didn't do any of the, the cliche songs. Right, yeah, yeah, So nice. we were right. Did it Mustang Sally? He's like, nah. <laughs> no, no, we, I think the most cliche song we did was uh, Play That Funky Music. But Rob said he hadn't played, he hadn't sung that one for years, so Very it was kind of nice to come back. Yeah, so, yeah. Well, he is a funky music, isn't he? Yeah. So uh, th- th- those are kind of the two chart attack gigs we did. It was great, like I say, uh, to sort of have some different singers in, but it was a l- massive relief to have Elliot back. So mm. we're looking forward to having him back this weekend as well. We'll talk about that in the gig list. Um, and then we'll talk about the gig that happened this Saturday. But shall I talk about that with you as part of your thing? Oh, it's all right. You can carry on. So this Saturday, well, we've already, yeah. we have already started talking about it, haven't yeah. we? Uh, Hobby and the Hopefuls at the... Ipswich Rugby Club. Ipswich Rugby Club. I, I DJ'd there before, but I'd never actually um, played there. So right. It was, it was all right. Like that. I don't think I'd ever been in the building before. I think I'd no. seen to, been to see someone watch football once. Yeah. Um, didn't care, because don't like football. You went, you went to see someone watch football? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> This is riveting. <laughs> Look at him. He it's doesn't like, even like football. It's like that uh, uh, Futurama when they go to the uh, tomorrow tomorrow's fair, or whatever, and uh, someone's playing virtual golf and someone's next and playing virtual virtual golf. And it's like, wow, it feels like I'm really playing virtual golf. Yeah, it's like I'm really watching somebody watching football. It's amazing. But yeah, so we, we had a little corner, didn't we? It was nice. It was yeah. A, the, the great thing was we had a like, children audience. Yeah. To start off with. Yeah. Love those audiences. I lo- it, it did kind of remind me part of like the, the, the holiday park where you're playing your first set, you're playing to four-year-olds, and then your <laughs> second set, you're playing to 40-pluses. Oh, yeah, adults acting like four-year-olds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, 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 their ability, on the knees, yeah. Their ability to stand is always the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the dance moves are just as uneducated. Of course, of course. But yeah, it was a great night. Um, and <laughs> there was a, a funny moment. Was, all through the second set, there was a girl dancing. I was like, I don't know, from somewhere. No, from somewhere. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then sort of, was like, I, I, it's all, we, we talked about this. I was like, I can't just go... Where do I know you from? Because that sounds like a child line. And yeah, oh yeah. Hey, we've, met, right? we've met before in past oh, in life. My dreams. Um, <laughs> so eventually, she came up to us to say something. I was like, "I know you from somewhere, and I can't work out where it is." <laughs> Don't run away. And uh, yeah. she's like, "Oh no!" I was like, "What do you do for a job?" She's like, I'm a police woman. I'm like, "Oh dear." Uh, you tell me this, no, no. What have you done, you bad boy? Uh, yeah, well, I figured it's being. She was a nice police woman. Least person. I think they all are if you're a nice person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm assuming that she might have been uh, doing the rounds one night whilst we've been packing out of yeah, gig yeah. or stuff, something like that. And she was like, maybe you're just really good with faces and you know me from ages ago because we did work out that she used to go to the, like the underlying sky shows at the oh, steamboat. Right, yeah, yeah. I'm like, no, I think my, it's the other way around. But maybe my 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 thought, my memory of Mind of faces. I'm so bad with faces that I, so was ba- in a, I was in a lineup I mis- and I saw your face. Or the other thing, I'm so bad with faces that I'm mistaking you for some bloke I met on a pub once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Austria or something. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, she seemed to enjoy it. They were up and oh, dancing. They were great, yeah. Yeah. It was for, for a gainer, wasn't it? It was, it was the lady. That's that, it, they, yeah. They were South African and so they, they gave us lots of food. Yeah. I don't know, that's not they, sort they, of... So, you know, oh. They just know how to do barbecues down there. <laughs> I did say what well, before we started there was a hog roast and before we, uh, we had a like, had a hog in a bun mm. and I was like I think this is the happiest I've been all Christmas. <laughs> I was so happy. My Ho- goodness, hog roast is the way to my heart. Yeah, a Harley hog roast or heart failure either way. But um, we we turned into hoggy and the hopefuls. 
<laughs> Why did no one think of that? God damn it. <laughs> damn you. Retrospect. It was it was a good night though. It yeah, was a very good night. The, yeah, we played. I personally think that's the best we've ever played as Hobby and the Hopefuls. Yeah. Um, as a collective, you weren't so as happy as you've been in the past. With I your wasn't. Playing. I my uh, playing I needs a lot. But. So many less fluffs from you. Potentially, you know yeah. I, mean? I think it's just a case that I've we've done more gigs and I'm a, I know the stuff better each time. Yeah. Um, I'm not. You weren't letting loose as much as you wanted to. I think that was that yeah. was your critique on the night. Yeah, I uh, wasn't so much that, but my uh, my right hand was nowhere near as fast as it should be because right, I haven't yeah. played in two weeks. And you're ill. And I'm ill. Yeah. You know, so I've been trying to work on getting my my sixteenth up to scratch because I, I really wanted to do a lot of those, a lot of my feels yeah. uh, follow that kind of you know get your doubles. Back on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Get my Dean Town on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've been practicing that a lot yeah, like, over the last weekend, just yeah, trying to get so the speed up, but. But yeah, no, 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 no. But yeah, I, I think like as as a collective, we played really well, considering yeah. everybody was you know ill apart from me and Dan. Um, we we were taking pictures of Dan oh, having fun. <laughs> that was great, wasn't it? because oh. he was having like the Kesgrave <laughs> High School where he works uh, were having their staff party at the same time as we were gigging, so he yeah. was trying to outfund them. So there was him photoed in front of a cake with a giant spoon. Giant spoon. Um. <laughs> what else? Drumming whilst with a drink in the drum drumstick in one hand, drink in the other, playing yeah. drums. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Uh, what else? Oh, skipping into the kitchen. Oh yeah, where he got him mid skip. I noticed became the dancing kitchen. I don't know if you noticed. Every time yeah. I looked into that kitchen, there was someone in the it's kitchen like, yeah, dancing. Exactly. I was like, what is it? No Something. pots and pans. They're like ding 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 ding. Well, no, it wasn't a Lockerbie's New Year's Eve special. <laughs> well, we don't give them pans. <laughs> That's uh, a deadly weapon. I suppose so are bottles. <laughs> We'll yeah, get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get we'll get to the time we'll where Josh these gave the crowd deadly weapons. When they were drunk. Yes. Yeah, yeah and there's nothing nothing to go wrong Two with that. Two deadly weapons. Oh yeah. One in each hand. Dangerous. Anyway, um yeah. What was your favourite gig of the Christmas period then, Harley? Oh, my favourite gig of Christmas. Possibly I oh I think for mm. me, the favourite gig, the best one I felt we played was at the Labour Club uh, on the 15th. The first one cool. with the PA system. Right, yeah. We had Andy Bartlett on guitar, Great. but we just played three 45-minute sets straight through it, and it was yeah. just plain sailing all the way. Great. But possibly the f- most fun gig was at Distilled Republic. Oh, yeah. Uh, which was the following day, I I'd think. I've not seen any live music there. Formerly no. the wine bar. No, they don't do too much live music, um, but they. it was the owner, Morgan's birthday yeah so he wanted to a birthday party so we had a dj in one end of the room we had us playing the other um not the same time but i'm gonna i'm gonna reveal something to you harley go on i'm gonna reveal something to you and your listeners our listeners (laughs) go on um so the only time i've ever worked in the wine bar when it was the wine bar yeah was when i was first starting out as a as a self-employed musician so Mm -hmm. skint and uh it was a hen do on and uh what did you do so the Hindu was a burlesque themed sort of tu- tutorial thing, like teaching people how to do burlesque things. Did so, you did you learn a learn a thing or two? No. Did you um, meet someone there? They found out too much about me because uh, I was just there as a a, a topless butler. <laughs> <laughs> Were you? Yes. What? All it was just a little bow tie, pair of trousers, smart shoes, and I'm just serving drinks all night. Wow. Yeah. Is that the first time you've done that, or have you done that? That is the, the first of two times. Right. Okay. Yeah. And money was pretty good. Um, it better be. Yeah. And uh, you're selling your body. It was a bit cold. Gorgeous body. No. <laughs> I've been working out since. I don't know why they hired me, but yeah. And I was the only one. It wasn't <laughs> oh, me and somebody else. <laughs> they hired you specifically. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I'm grateful for it. But can uh, I hire you to be a topless? Uh, Mm. Topless waiter at my birthday party, please. Uh, only if I'm the only one. Yes, and yeah, it's yeah. just you and me. Oh, <laughs> just just in my gun. Yeah. Bring me some grapes. <laughs> feed them to me. <laughs> yes, my lord. <laughs> uh, please so, tell yeah. me you had like the cuffs. I feel like yeah. You <laughs> did. Oh, amazing. I feel like I should have told you this. Oh, but, you yeah. definitely should have. Yeah, but you know, it's 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 good listening for you, isn't it? Yeah. But, okay. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Well, the. the so they were happy with it. Do you reckon they'll book was, you again at the, the, the uh, wine bar? Yes, they did try to book us actually um, towards uh, the end of the year. 
um, they had a band that, or they were going to put a band on or something, but it was a little bit too last minute to make it happen. Mm. Um, but they would like us to come back, so we'd uh, we'll, we'll try and make something happen. That's wonderful, but mate. It was, it was a great, great, uh, great gig. Yeah, well, I, I think you've done a very good job of getting through Christmas and being, still being alive the other, <laughs> the other end. So, uh, you know, I think to, I'm going to talk about some of my stuff, but until then, I want to play Please some do. music. This one is actually called Music. It's by Dystopian Sound Collective. They're playing this week, uh, and you'll be able to find out where very, very soon. Stick around, man. Music. That was Dystopian Sound Collective with music. Isn't it fun, that one, isn't that it? That was well fun, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I've got that sort of like 90s DJ Shadow, DJ Yoda, kind of trip-hop style stuff. Yeah. Which I really like about their sort of breakbeat kind of thing. They've got loads of stuff on Bandcamp. I, got, I bought that on Bandcamp. They're playing this Friday, uh, so you can stick around and fire down. Um, but, you know, I had quite a little eventful little Christmassy thing. Tell me about it, Joshua. Oh, do you want me to? Oh, you know, as long as there are more stories like the topless waiter story, please keep talking. <laughs> oh, no, that's that's like my that's my one trick. That's what I got. Um, gather round, children. I shall tell you a story of a Christmas of 2018. Yes, Uncle Joshua. <laughs> a creepy Uncle Joshua. I've got a mustache. I grew that over over Christmas. Well, yep. over sort of November to, to December time. So now I am quite an uncle. You're Uncle Joshua. Yeah, I've been told by my students at Moreland, they were like, you look like my dad now. <laughs> I'm like, I feel 40. <laughs> Damn it. Um, but yeah, no, I had a really, really nice and uh, eventful one. I think the last show that we, we did before the break we were um, was the week before we did the Dr. Feelgood show. We supported Dr. Feelgood at Venue 77, courtesy nice, of yeah. Stephen Foster. That was his secret gig. Um and yeah, it was really it was really nice. It was absolutely sold out. So it was the most busy I've ever seen Venue Seventy Seven. Um, you just couldn't move in there. Nice, <laughs> it was that's good. good. So it must have been about three hundred people. Or yeah, like it's this. not a, not a small venue, is it? Um, and uh, yeah, so um, you know, turn up, get set up. Um, took a little while to sound check, uh, as it's quite an echoey room, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and Doctor Phil Hopgood had quite a complex monitor monitoring setup, so they were, you know, faffing about with that for quite a while. Um, but yeah, yeah we'll be sort of played a pretty blistering set, just Murray, Rich and I, and it was really nice. We had to use all our own gear. They weren't happy with, with us using any of their gear, right. which I think is, you know, it's fair enough. It's fair enough. I mean, the amount of times that, you know, people have probably broken their gear, but it, it wasn't told to us beforehand. So it was like, luckily we brought everything just, <laughs> uh, I knew yeah. it just in case. And, and one other beef was they didn't watch us. They didn't mm. watch us or talk to us. I'd play with them again, but I think if you're going to, if you have a support band, just talk to them. Yeah. You know. Show some support. Yeah. I don't care how big you are. Just no. like you're both musicians and you both came from the same place. Yeah. So I don't care if you're, you're Guns N' Roses uh, or if you're Jason the Lockerbillies. You, you talk to whoever you're playing with because you learn stuff. I mean, you know, anyway, rant over. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was good. Uh, we had Three Wise Monkeys. Uh, that yeah. weekend, which was uh, myself with the Lockerbillies, Hot Tramp, mm. and Baby Brother, which was Josh Sandifa. It was three three Joshes, me, Josh Carr, oh, three and Josh, Josh Sandifa. And uh, really blown away by Baby Brother's set. He's really he's doing some more with that stuff this year, I think. Cool. Uh, because he was, uh, it was his first ever live show he'd done with it. He'd right, never actually... Wow. Had he ever taken it out in front of people? He's the lead singer of Animal Noise, and they're doing a little bit more this year. They after on the back of their uh, blistering 2018, they did a really great show um, yeah. at the uh, the Colchester Arts Centre to finish it off on New Year's. Nice. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, if you get a chance to see Baby Brother, he's great. It's um, it's kind of Tom York esque, um, but got a little bit of Depeche Mode, a little bit of Nine Inch Nails involved, and he plays you know live guitar and live bass along with it and, cool. and sings live so uh, it, once he streamlined his set because he was just playing it straight off Logic right and, yeah. and straight and you know any about, I mean you could bounce it down into a WAV but I guess you wouldn't be able to just sort of cut things out Editing, if you wanted to yeah. and uh, but you know it's just pretty brave I thought you yeah. know just going straight from Logic into the like you know could the CPU could crash because it was on a laptop um, you know you don't know if everything's mixed to the same volume or anything we with chart attack when we started out we experimented a lot with programs to run with we ran through cubase reaper and stuff like that mm. um and 
we ended up using Ableton, which yeah. is designed for live, live which yeah, is the way to go, live, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Mm. Um, but even that's terrifying at first. Yeah. Once we've got, once we've ironed out all the creases, it's there. It depends but, on the room all the time as yeah. well. Like, but I mean, you know, that's got to do with software. But you know, if you if you've just started to gig something and you, it's the first time you chuck it through the PA, that is very nerve wracking. I've been imagine, there, I've yeah. done that. So he did a great set. So well done, Josh. Awesome. Um, that's not me giving myself a pat on the back. Well done, Josh, as well. <laughs> well done, me. <laughs> From Hot Tramp, they played some new tracks. Oh, nice. Which I'd not heard, which were awesome. Um, it was the first time I've ever seen him with bits of paper on stage of rounding him of the lyrics. Oh, wow. Um, and they, yeah, they were great. It was really nice because, you know, the, the, the little setup. Have you, you're doing Three Wise Monkeys this weekend, aren't Ipswich, you? Uh, next In week. Ipswich. Next week. In next week, sorry. Um, so the, the, setup, the, the setup is great. Yeah. You can, you can, it's the same kind of deal as the Swan. You've got people coming in um, right next to the stage, but it's kind of angled. Yeah. So it's slightly easier for people to just sort of come straight in and get in part of the action. Um, I had, yeah, same kind of vibes as the Swan. So you're on, you're on the ground level bit, because yeah. I know they've got different levels, yes. but I haven't seen anything other than the main bar bit. Yeah, it's right um, in the main bar next to the window. Yeah. Um, so you can see the bands as you're walking past, which is pretty cool. It's great. Um, we managed to fit two drum kits there because um, both Tom and Rich were using their own kits. Yeah. And uh, yeah, swapped it over quite nice and easily. I mean, the, the taxi drivers are a bit annoyed when you're, when you're loading in, yeah. so you've got to be a bit wary of uh, of the taxi drivers being like, "You're in my spot." It's like, "Well, I'm loading. I'm not going to be. Yeah. I'm not going to go to the the NCP park up and then, you not know, bring carry it down. that much stuff around. No, no, thank you. No matter how many dollies you've got, no matter how it is downhill, yeah, <laughs> it's still uphill on the other way. Definitely. So yeah, you've got to be kind of a bit wary of that. But um, yeah, and our set was really really fun. Nice. Um, yeah, played mostly originals actually. Oh, that's kind of nice to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Like I can imagine that's the hardest thing for for someone like yourself when you've got you do both covers and originals mm. when you're allowed to do a set of your own stuff is must be great it, it, it's it's yeah it's very rewarding especially yeah. when there's people there that actually have the album that were singing along. there to see it so that was yeah. that was really nice uh next gig we had after that was christmas eve murray and i did a little um uh duo set at the arcade tavern yeah. which i'd not played in there before we, we were approached to play there in the first year that i'd started the lockabillies um, but they sort of decided against doing live music and they still haven't really done a lot of live music apart from two of the good times they've had there. So yeah. he's been there a few times. Um, and uh, it was just a, literally just a last afternoon thing from like two o'clock until sort of like four or five-ish. Yeah. Uh, just before people got, went home and had their Christmas Eve with their families. So it was packed again, really, really nice. Yeah. Um, just, uh, you know, fans that i hadn't seen for a while fans and friends you know yeah um and some little ones as well that were there and singing along and oh that's cool um, yeah and they, they I, I sang jingle bells and they liked it because i did the naughty batman smells version <laughs> 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 One of their parents messaged me like thanks for that they've been singing that since ah. <laughs> Uncle Billy lost his really on on the hey <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're still children Um, so that was really fun we had uh, another little cheeky private gig thanks to Chris Bellamy old friend of mine Um, he's about the same height as me and ginger hair we used to do uh, theatre together when we were were younger and we were the the only boys there and we had the longest hair and we were big big old nerds so it was nice that I played his wedding it was really really nice nice Um, man and uh, yeah, and here in, here in him in India, India worked with Murray at the Maybush, um, and and we played her mum's wedding. Oh, sweet! So it was really nice little family fair. I knew a lot of people that were family there because they were like, "Oh, we saw you at the last one." So that oh, was that's cool. Sweet. So yeah, that was Rich and I. So I played double bass, and I still got a blister from that one. You can't, you can kind of see it on my middle finger there. That was wow. bulbous, my friend. Bulbous. Yeah. Something about double bass always just gives me this big blood blister for two hours. Um, and then after that, we had New Year's. Sweet. It was really great. Uh, New Year's at St. Peter's. It's the second time we've done <laughs> now, the Beer & Co. If anybody uh, wants to see some visuals of this, uh, I can't, somebody... Sh- Farron. Was it Farron? shared? Uh, was, it, was it shared to your page? There was a video of you guys doing... Tactus, yeah. um, what was the song? Uh, it, was, it was She's Dangerous from That's the album. That's the one. Yeah. I, was, I, I was that close from getting the name right. Yes. <laughs> um, but playing with that, and you had both Rainer and rich on drums yeah, yeah, yeah. doing the doing the kind of doing the, the beat and it was just it just looked 
absolutely electric. It was so fun. We had Daniel Lee Harvey on stage, who yes. was DJing that night. He was awesome. James yeah. Morgan as well. He was also awesome. Dan Harvey was DJing, just doing loads of like sort of just soul forty fives and break beats yeah. and loads of Cuban son. It was wonderful. But yeah, so we got you know Greg and Steve and Foster up on stage. Nice. And, and we just like it was an electric atmosphere. It was the, we'd sold out. Um, um, I think it was a couple of weeks before the show um, so it was absolutely ramoed. I, I ordered in some extra PA because um, our PA last year didn't quite cut it right. um, it didn't quite reach the back of the room so Steve Hicks as I was talking about earlier yeah. um, uh, he does a sound at Cult sometimes and we hired his RCF system which is the same system we used to use before I bought my own one yeah. um, thanks to James Hicks and uh, so we put a sort of a delay thing we did uh, it was well fun we did a, an array system like the two subs on top of each other yeah. like we did at the hopefuls gig and then an ev um top yeah. there and then we did two subs of the rcf on the other side of the stage yeah um with an R uh, with the ev on the top of there of course yeah and then we had the two uh, two rcf tops halfway down the room just sort of just pointing inwards full range towards yeah. yeah so you get it was there wasn't too much of a delay there was a kind of a weird thing because when you get the hit the snare hit mm. you have the reverb of the room yeah but you'd be getting the snare hit at the same time as you can see it yeah when you're at the back of the room so there was a kind of delay but it was more to do with the whole like reverb it's like a pre-delay on a on a reverb yeah plug -in almost interesting but yeah I, I think it worked really well murray set that all up and he just you know nailed it um always does bro. yeah exactly so we played up to our half half 12 and yeah, we just had a really great time. Saw in the saw in the new year really nicely because we had the the, the wags there, wives and girlfriends, mm. up on stage with us, and, and and you know, nice man. It was it was sweet. So yeah, I do like a bit of New Year's. Frankie asked me like, would you do New Year's if you didn't have to? If you, if, there, if money wasn't an option, would you still do a gig on New Year's? What about you? Um, I would be more into. I'd probably do a different type of gig on a New Year's Eve. Mm -hmm. I would then find the most fun gig i can find right um i'd love to do something like what you did mm. uh what about like God. a jam a jam would be quite fun would it? a new year's eve jam a new year's jam where you could just cool. sort of like just go i uh, go up if you if you felt like it if you had like a bunch yeah. of like, bunch of professional musicians in there and you know you get sort of a little bit of the pot mm. of like you know the, the ticket sales and you don't have to you know you don't have to be up all night you just sort of tag in and out if you want to do it. Yeah, that'd be cool. That would be quite fun. My my experience with New Year's gigs is I did New Year's for years. I was like, I'd love to do a New Year's gig because well, you've done it wrong then because you're supposed to only do it until up until midnight. You don't do it for years. <sighs> Weird. Anyway, so I always wanted to do a New Year's gig. I'd never played in a band that would get a New Year's Eve gig in. So. Um, it was like, okay, well, that's kind of the, the goal. You know, when you set yourself these goals, that's where we'd set ourselves. Um, and eventually I got a New Year's Eve gig and I was like, yay, finally. And I really enjoyed it and I did it. Uh, and with that band, I did it for a few years and then we did one that wasn't particularly great. And I said, yeah. right, okay, this is, this, is, this is where I'm at. I, I could take or leave doing a New Year's Eve gig. I won't do it unless I'm getting this much money in. Mm. Um that we had a gig offer come in, it wasn't a good pay. The band took it and I said, no, I'm going to have it off, I'm going to have a night off because I feel I've worked it. Um, so had a whole night whole night planned with family and stuff and, was sit and we ended up going around a friend's house and I was like, this is fine. Right, yeah. But I was like, I'd rather be gigging. I could be earning good money too. Yeah, exactly. you know, That's um, the thing. So, I mean, it, it is it's, what you make it. As, yeah, it's not as big a deal as it really is. It's just counting down a clock until the next yeah. calendar year, which has been done, you know, hundreds of years now so yeah i don't know like, anyway you have requested some music for today I as have. we couldn't find as many original bands playing around here so we thought we'd play some of our favorites this is abseil by bessie turner nice How to ruin a lovely ending of this song. We're coming with some music news. So, oh, sorry, that got me. <laughs> got you there. Um, uh, so, some sad news at the end of 2018. HMV has gone into an administration. Again. Again, indeed. There, yeah. there are some people looking like they're going to buy it out. A company I've never heard of, but there'll be an investment company or something that they do some online sales. So, yeah, we'll see how that goes. But that comes off the back 
of in the UK music industry, there's been a 37.7% rise in subscription and streaming revenues. 37%, mm. that's pretty huge. And uh, recorded music enjoyed its fourth successive year of growth in 2018 in, in the UK, which is uh, 829 million pounds generated by music music streaming services in 2018 was more than double the same figure two years prior wow. which is 406 million so it was really going up so uh music music uk music's worth 1.3 billion apparently at the moment we talked about that a couple of weeks yeah. back and the uk music sector is now 30 percent bigger than it was in 2014 Thirty percent bigger. That's, That's pretty huge. Brilliant. Yeah. So, but it's However, still, yeah, it's still far off. It's it's two thousand one peak, which yeah. was two point one billion. So you know that's before but, the sort of the MP three bubble burst. Yeah, that's it. It's it's a hard thing. Like it annoys me because I like buying CDs. Mm. Um, but how often do you get to go to HMV? I would probably go once every couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, I've, that's because I'm already in town as I'm well. I'm the same. Yeah, like it's once every couple of weeks, and I'm and I'm one of the people that would be like, oh, HMV, oh no, it's gone down. But then yeah. you know, I'm I'm still one of the people that's that's using Apple Music. So yeah, you know, uh, total yearly UK album unit sales across CD, vinyl, and download dropped by a whopping 13.2 million pounds, which is down 22.1%. There's been a lot of talk that people are just like, oh yeah, we're moving way too more towards an album, uh, an album listening kind of generation now, uh, which I don't think is true. We've been saying it for a while now. People are like, people are going to be tired of just a single thing. That you I get think it's streaming. wishful thinking. It's wishful because thinking all indeed. Me, I, I don't know about you, but me as a musician, I'm an album kind of person. Yeah. So I want there to be more albums, and I want people to listen to albums. Yeah, we're not of the generation that are, are boosting the streaming sales, you know. Mm. So uh, to cap it off, the vinyl revival appears to be losing its shine. Oh, uh, really? After a decade of growth, UK vinyl album sales grew by just 1.6% last year to 4.2 million. So, you, you know, you, you hear would, that 829 yeah. million yeah. of streaming, and vinyl is 4.2 million. So everybody's like, vinyl's huge. It's not huge. It's just gotten a bit bigger. It's just bigger than it was. Yeah, exactly. So, um, interesting that in the top album sales, the top 10, The Greatest Showman accompanied in the top 10 by two other original movie cast recordings, Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, and A Star Is Born. So, people really liked musicals last year. I think that is a, a, a sign of kind of the sort of people who buy albums yeah are the sort of people who are into musicals and also you wouldn't it's not often that you just buy one track off a soundtrack would you no you'd just no. buy the soundtrack wouldn't you so i think that's that's the thing the albums are going to be mostly sort of gone from that so there's an interesting thing we'll get into into our into our discussion in a bit so about albums and and maybe the concept albums coming back e, so uh apparently last year across uh, all audio streaming platforms through spotify apple music and deezer uh, and other audio streaming services in 2018 there's been a 33.5 percent rise on how many songs have been listening have a have a guess of how many songs were streamed how many times you know, people streamed a song on a streaming service. What is in all of them? All of them, all year, all together. 40 billion. 14. Billion. 91. Oh. 91 billion songs. Imagine that. That's, I actually said 40. And when you said 14, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm backing out Oh, here. sorry. <laughs> well, yeah, but no, it was I still way off. It was yeah, still, still way off. That's right. I mean, it's like every single person in the world, it's about, we've just flown past 7 billion as a population now. Uh, that's like every person listening to at least... 13 yeah. billion times? No. Million? <laughs> well, it was 7 billion Oh, people. wait, yeah. So, we, yeah, yeah. we about <laughs> Sorry, 10, yeah. listen, streaming 10 songs. Yeah. Sort of thing. And and just can think about... there's about a lot six, of people are babies and they don't know how to work people. Spotify. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. And also a lot of people don't have internet. <laughs> so, you know. Oh, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. yeah. Yeah, most of this. So, like, a baby's just like, I love the greatest showman. The other one's like, I love Raining Blood. Of um, course, of course. So, yeah, interesting news just about where the music industry is. So, that all the people that are going to be like, oh, HMV's gone down, are oh, so bad. But, you know, I think we've we've gone headlong into the streaming service. Stuff. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the death of the music industry. It may be the death of the music industry that we knew mm. when growing up, when you know, sort of 15, 20 years ago. But this is the transition. We're in the transitional period of of a new yeah, a new peak, a time. new world. Yeah, but there will always be a trough. 
I, I, if you know your sound waves, there's always a peak, then a trough, then a peak, then a trough, then a peak, then a trough. It, it's the same as the economy, same business. You know, it's, it's just what's going to happen. You know, when, uh, you know, cassettes were brought out loads, you know, they, there was a big bubble burst there with CDs. There was a big bubble burst there. MP3s, there's been a big bubble burst there. It's just every time it's, it's rises and falls, ebbs and flows. So yeah. we'll see how the streaming stuff works and if it's going to be... Well, I mean, it already has been good for the music industry, yeah. but whether it will really screw us in the end, we'll see. I've got no evidence to back this up, but I also heard that um, the uh, cassette sales have also increased over the last few years as well. Mm. They're having a bit of a, a boom, despite the fact that they're awkward, they don't sound great, mm. and they're just not... I, I mean, when you say vinyl's less of a hassle, that's saying something. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, uh, exactly, but, right. But, but yeah. apparently they're having. I think people, you know, there is a bit of a nostalgia and a uh, um, a retro attraction to those kind of mediums. Yeah. It's not always in the audio quality and actually no. about you know the, how convenient it is. So yeah, we'll see. Anyway, then to our next section. This morning, Your jingle, jingle. <laughs> um, yeah, so you sent me this interesting link um, the other day from the BBC. Is a little sort of breakdown of predictions. Uh, in 2019 oh, of, yeah, did, for the music I? industry. So it was really interesting. So the first one, first prediction was diversity and inclusivity will make music more interesting. So in 2018, 2019 is saying that um, women make up sort of... Uh, in the past, there's been a lot of the fact of like, oh, so-and-so lineup or so-and-so band or so-and-so um, you know, musician... Yeah. Is a woman, they're female, or they're or, or they're of color, or, you know, they're, yeah. they're they're from a different country. So you're like, oh, how diverse, how great, how amazing. Let's 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 sort of focus on that. Whereas yeah. now we're trying to push towards the fact of, well, that's not a thing anymore. It's fine, it, yeah. We want that, but yeah. we don't want it to be a focal point of something. I think so, I might have mentioned this on one of our earlier shows. Talk when we talked about sort of gender equality in music, mm-hmm. and um, my my take on it at the time was. You will get to a place in gender equality in music mm-hmm. when an all-girl band is not a... Th- it's not a th- like, spectacle. It's not, yeah, it's not a, something to oh, be wow, celebrated. It's not a selling point. It, yeah, yeah, that's what's been happening too much is the selling points, yeah. you know, that you've got a black singer or you've got a, a female female bass player. It's like, yeah. well, we should be getting to the point where I was like, really? You know, like, that. there should be that. Yeah. But that shouldn't be something that we're all sitting there going, wow, that's amazing. You know, that's just like saying, oh, oh... The, you know, it's it's difficult for them to be as good as a white man. <laughs> you yes. know, it's like no, everybody can be talented. Everybody can be wonderful, regardless of their gen- gender, sexuality. You know, yeah. their, their their color. You know, we, so we should be moving towards in twenty nineteen, just you know, focusing less on the of, of how sellable it is that yeah. somebody's gay in a band. So yeah, it was saying women make up X amount of the acts performing. Uh, uh, this is the, the lady that was saying this. I, I didn't write our name. I should have done. I think surely it will become that this isn't a thing to be praised or a woke selling point, but more the status quo. So I'm I'm all for that. Yes, status quo that everybody is inclusivity. Oh, I've got the article here. And I can't yeah. see it. What's her name? Can you find her? Self esteem. Musician, no. Uh, oh yeah. Is that the name of the artist? No, I think it's probably the website. So self-esteem. So yeah, yeah. Two, number two, UK rap and drill will dominate. So uh, more mainstream sounds will make drill rappers household names. Um, you know, I think drill has been a bit of a scary, you know, bedtime story for people. Like, oh, look at these horrible videos of people doing criminal activity and knife crime and stuff like this. But remember, a while back, dubstep and grime. Um, and trap music were all the same. Mm. People were just like, oh, you can't listen to that. It's dangerous. People that write that music are dangerous people. But then you ended up with Dizzy Rascal becoming a household name. Yeah. Stormzy becoming a household name. You and know. I would quite happily take Dizzy Rascal home to my parents. It'd be a great laugh. Yeah. <laughs> I'd they'd love him. Oh, will you come dance with me? <laughs> I was reading through these, and this is the one that I'm like, I, I sort of, Passing judgment on everything, going, oh, I agree with that. Oh, I don't agree with that. And this mm-hmm. is something I have no idea because I'm not part of that scene enough to sort of know. Rap and drill. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. So you're you're a little bit more into that where you're a bit more open-minded than mm-hmm. me, I think, in that kind well, of you know. genre. Um, but so, yeah, well, do I you have a take on this or, or do you think? Do you think this is a good prediction? Well, it's just, you know, it's, it's more of the homogen- homogenization and... and, and uh, accumulation of, of genres that it's just going to happen is that drill what actual drill is from the beginning mm. will not become mainstream that yeah. sound 
I don't think will be the thing that becomes mainstream, it becomes household names. It's going to be this transform. kind of amalgamation um, with dance music and with pop music. And, you know, you'll, you'll have a drill track and you'll have a famous singer on it. Boom, you've got a hit. Yeah. And then people are like, oh, drill, it's not so scary now. And then there'll be another yeah. uh, subgenre that'll come along. It's the same with every kind of music. It's like, you know, punk when it first started out, it was absolutely terrifying. People were like, oh, God, get these people off the streets. And now you've got Green Day yeah. that are filling stadiums. So, you know, it's, it's just what happens that down the line, you know, we, pop eats itself and we end up, yeah. you know, being absolutely fine with the subcultures. That's uh, it. And, and That's what comes it. from the underground comes to the overground. Anyway, so um, albums getting even longer. Now, this is something I really want to happen because I'm all I'm all for big, long albums and sort yeah, of feature-length album yeah. pieces. But I don't... Uh, I. I don't understand the thoughts behind it. So, well, I thought it was quite an interesting point that it was making in this in this section was that mm. uh, Rihanna, in a kind of uh, a fight against another artist in the charts, was adding tracks to her album after she'd released it, which I think is going to be a, a thing that right. we can do in the streaming service now. Yeah, that's is it. That an album doesn't have to be just complete once it's released. You can just release an album and they'll be like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm going to add another track there and you don't have to do a reissue of the CD yeah, or anything. It's just put it in. I mean, Deftones did that with White Pony. They did a back to school mini maggot thing, which right. I absolutely love that album. I prefer the original release because that was just the one that I, I started on. But Had it the, start and finish. What, the one that most people know is the back to school version. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they added that on because they felt like either, it, I well, I don't know the reasoning behind it. Either it was a little, a better album opener uh, or it just it bookended the album because mm. the, the first track was uh, sort of uh, the, the the last track and the first track it was like the last track um, uh, was, I thought what I can't remember it was called Pink Maggot was like a reprise of right. Back to School so you yeah. kind of get that melody back and you remember it a bit more so that'll be an interesting thing for artists to do now where they don't have to sit there and have a battle with a record lo- label and say this is how I wanted the album yeah. to be you know sectioned out and stuff you can just literally say okay this is we'll release it like that to to maybe um satiate one person's needs in the in in, in the business transaction and then later on you can change it for the yeah. other person's needs so we'll see how that works i don't you know these are all saying oh this is going to happen 2019 i think this is you know wishful thinking on some parts it's just going to take happen gradually yeah yeah what was point four then point Sarah? four music will be truly global mm. which i think yeah, I think that's a thing is because with this there's a big sort of music world in well from my understanding it was in UK and in the US. Mm-hmm. Um there are artists that don't come over to the UK, they don't translate in the UK market so well and, and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Uh but that's partially because the channels that they go through aren't the same, but mm-hmm. then now it's kind of that that wall has been broken down. The digital is, wall yeah. doesn't exist. This between. is talking uh, moving outside of the UK. Yeah. And, and, well, not sorry, the English speaking uh, yeah. countries. So it was saying, you know, instead of you know looking to New York or the, or London, look to Kuala Lumpur or or, or yeah. you know go to Cape Town uh, or somewhere different. I mean, there was a band that um, both Daniel Lee Harvey and Bebe Beck from mm. Impilo. Um, uh, Sam Hoy Blues they're a wonderful band uh, from Timbuktu and they're this funky band they play really great grooves but I can't understand what they're singing but mm. I'm still I still love it and I still kind of learn the words yeah. so it's I think there's you know you get a learning experience I, I mean, it's like a lot of Metallica word, lyrics yeah. I don't know how to, I don't know <laughs> what it's actually saying but I'll just mimic it anyway there's a um, I can't remember where they're from some European punk band called FOD that I really like and um, they do all of their songs are written in English and they're quite funny because they, they do some of their lines are about how their English isn't very good to explain something so they explain <laughs> something badly yeah but I found one of their songs in their native language I'm like I've no idea oh, what amazing. they're saying but this is great it's better yeah it's so really good music I think it's gonna be a thing that we should do we should check out much more sort of you know yeah. foreign language music um, concept albums reflect uncertain times so yeah. I think that will reflect the fact that we like a little bit of long form storytelling like you know we like mm. people when they create worlds I really want to write a concept album and I'm in the middle of one doing nice. you, when you get that sort of journey and escapism that you can get from say like a Tolkien novel or something yeah. you can do that with an album uh, worth of stuff and people have you know done that for you know decades now um, 
you know so i think there'll be a bit more of that just to reflect you know this post brexit um donald trump era where there'll be a lot of political outcry just like with green day and american idiot in the bush era i think there'll be a yeah. lot more of that i think there's a that's a real there's a uh, it's a good upsell as well from an artist's point of view i know when was it plan b he did the defamation of strickland mm. bank and he i think he only released one or maybe two songs from that album but then that was just a slice of the story yeah so yeah. maybe people want to go well look, look, i want to i want to know the whole thing's going wrong going interesting on to see how that goes right because yeah. I mean, you know it shows album sales are declining but i guess that this people- might be their Bringing it back. Yeah, it might be bringing it back. Uh, what's the next point then? So, six. Uh, the music industry will be divided. Yeah. Which... So, there's more sort of algorithmic playlists it's talking about yeah. there, and homogenized genres and songs will be shunned by sort of like the real, you know, music listening public. Um, and DIY artists connecting more with fans. So, you know, I think we, we have, are getting that drip fed to us that we can get in touch with our fan base much yeah. easier now. So there'll be a thing. I think advanced blockchain technology, which we've heralded on this show. I mean, yeah. you know, we are trailblazers. Oh, all the way. Um, From the- uh, whereby fans will share their own part of the revenue of an act is widely anticipated. So I don't know. So when people sort of own rights and things like this, that will be... Um, you know, if, if people can design some tech for a band, then they can have yeah. a, a little bit of a, a slice of their business. So I don't Definitely. know, we'll see. Speaking of the business, the seventh point here is uh, independent musicians will become more entrepreneurial. I think this has already started to happen. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, with, with people uh, sort of doing, bringing out their own music, doing uh, sort of interesting ways of how they release their music and their the merchandise that goes with it. Yeah. Um, even locally, we're seeing a lot of that, and it's mm. great. It's really cool just to see how people... Um, There's more and more people going self-employed. That's all I see yeah. every single week is more and more people like on my Facebook feed that I've known from university that are just like, you know what, screw it. I'm not doing my stupid job anymore. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just going to go head first and I'm going to go self-employed and I'm going to be a musician. I wanted to do it, so I'm going to do it. Yeah. It's become more easy to do it. You know, we've done that now. Yeah. So, um, you know, there's more and more people following suit. Um, we have the ability to make anything artistically assisted through the digital sphere, and yet many of us feel overwhelmed by the sheer volume of administration involved. There is a lot to, yes. for us to do in between gigs and in between writing. Yeah. Um, so it does weedle out the sort of uh, the people that are really serious about it, yeah. and the people that aren't. Um, but you know, we'll see who's standing by the end of it. Hopefully, hopefully we'll both be. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> and also. Yeah, and more more of a diverse bunch as well. Yeah, weird, but we'll see. And the last one uh, that was interesting: a voice command search will change music creation. So it was saying like, so text-based communication is on borrowed time, is what it's saying. You know, after a while, we'll just be yeah. dictating all of our texts and yeah. etc. and our Facebook statuses, or whatever, or whatever you know, will be coming in the, in the future. And the titles of songs and names of acts will have to be repli- uh, recalibrated to ensure that the right keywords put them at the top of results. So it now, was saying here, say, Alexa, play me the best song ever. See what happens? One die blooming rection. Ah, uh, <laughs> that's clever. Yeah. And I, play I, me the best song ever. Yeah, that's the one. Somewhere. I also found, uh, when I'm driving, I've got my phone set up to Spotify and I say um, to my phone, Play Noah on Spotify. Noah, the band with Louis Cole. I don't know if you come across them. No, no, I haven't. No, uh, really cool music. Um, yeah. What kind of thing? Uh, sort of electronic, sort of poppy dancey stuff. But then they're great. kind of from the jazz scene. Oh, great. Louis Cole played with Wolfpack on one of their tracks, oh, but also all of his band do play a lot with Scary Pockets and stuff like that. They're oh, part of that kind of circle yeah. and some incredible music. Um, like dirty Loops kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so they're that. They're part of that kind of world. And Noah. K N O W E R. Oh right, yeah. Uh, and I was like, play some of them, and it started playing some music. And I was like, this is not. This is not it. And it N O A H, and it's yeah. like, ah, See, that's something that's hard. So that's to, something to think about when you're when you're naming your band or naming yeah. your songs. Anyway, so you know that's our, you know some predictions and some views of 2019. What do you guys think? We're on Facebook, we're on YouTube, we're on everything. So please do give us a little uh, heads up to know what you guys think. What's going to happen in 2019? Yeah. Uh, so until then, we're going to get to the. Gig list. Um, here we go with the gig list. 
you're playing this weekend yes. at the Duke of York. I am. On January 11th. That's Friday, isn't it? Yes, that's the Duke of York on Woodbridge Road in Ipswich. Ipswich, not, not Woodbridge. The, not Duke of York on Ipswich Road in Woodbridge. <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> uh, also, January 11th, we have the Dystopian Sound Collective. Yes, where we are they playing? Earlier. Dave uh, Stitch, Fjorton, uh, and more, I believe, Beard Effects is playing that one as well. So that'd nice. be a good one. That's Friday at 7.30. That's the John Peel Centre for Creative Arts in Stonemarket. Great also, January 11th, we've got a weird band that I checked out called Iron Boot Scrapers from Brighton. They're, play- they're like an Edwardian rock band. So they're like as if they were in the early 1900s, um, but if they were kind of playing Queens of the Stone Age. Really weird. Oh, that um, sounds cool. They're playing at the Railway this January 11th, which is Friday. So nice. check them out. Uh, also on the 11th, oh, no, that's all of them for this week. Um, as well as Saturday, we've got Super Things at the Gardener's Arms. Nice. Uh, Saturday at nine o'clock, uh, and also this a new well icebreakers of on course. Sunday, which will be awesome for the under 18s open mic. If you've never um, been on stage before and you are a young buddy musician, get down there. It's the most supportive place that you can. You know, it's great. It's really good atmosphere. Really friendly. Yeah, Rob Lewis heads that up. It'll be great. Check I haven't it been out. for the last however many months. I and we've got a new venue opening up in Ipswich. Oh, is it? Yeah, Casa de la Musica in Ipswich. Um, they do music. They well, it's it's more, it's more dance based. So if you okay. go, if, if anybody listening, they do a lot of um, uh, sort of kizomba, sort of salsa, a lot of Afrikaans kind of dancing involved. Awesome. So it'll be a, a a little bit more of a hub of, of for place of, of a place for people to go along and dance uh, to lots of different types of music, not just the old Unit Seventeen stuff. Yeah, we Um. Uh, before we go anywhere, I wanna I wanna do a shout out for our Facebook game this week. Yeah, because we had a good fun one. I, we did. I stole yes. this idea from uh, Farron, Farron Webb. It was the take a band name and demote it to something less important. I'll start. <laughs> I put mild chili peppers, Wu Tang bunch, or ZZ Bottom. <laughs> I liked that one. I thought that was funny. Of course, that. there was a few people comment. It was saying Wink ninety one. Wink ninety one. Yeah, which I think is brilliant. That's great. Double half. halves. Yeah. Um, Monophonics by Rob Lewis instead yep. of Stereophonics. I like that. And we also did have Cat Dickinson, uh, the um, the color deficient hedgehogs. Um, I really like Ben Gobel's one from Farron's status, which he put, which was Earth, Wind and Fire, but he did Dirt, Farts and Sparks. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that yes. was wonderful. Um, Brilliant. Minor Gripe Against the Machine by Daniel Daniel Harvey. Yeah. Um, Matt Harold, Jimmy has a small portion of world. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Lewis, this is possibly my favourite, and I think this is probably the winner because it's had the most likes. Moist, moist, moist. Oh, yeah. Instead of wet, wet, wet. That's great. But yeah, um, or Slapping Pumpkins by Gareth, pa- Gareth Patch. That was really good. Um, oh, there's been so many. I think we've got to say that Rob Lewis wins that one, though. Yeah. With Moist, Moist, Moist. Or but- Paul McCartney and Flaps. <laughs> Not Wings. Brilliant. But yeah, so we do games every single week uh, on, on our Facebook page. So do check that out. Get involved. If you like the games, please do like the page and like the picture as well, just yeah. so that we get a little bit more of a of a spread. Um yeah so what do you guys think about what we've talked about this week um, please let us know yeah if you've got some uh, suggestions of what we should talk about next week uh, or some music that we should listen to oh please send us some music because we're always looking for new stuff exactly. to play exactly we've got some students new stuff in the inboxes which um, which we're looking forward to playing yeah. so um, we'll see you next week then you wonderful people thanks this is Girls of the Internet and I'm playing guitar on this one Harvey <laughs> oh. Ooh. Ooh. I've been here about you